this episode of Full Nerd, G Forklips now. Should we be afraid of the Xbox and NZXT's H1? Yeah, that sounded terrible. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 127. I'm your host, Gordon Maung, with Brad Charkis, co-host. Hello, Internet. And because we want to confuse you, Adam Patrick Murray is sitting to the left of me. I, you know, I had to be the one to defend the Xbox Series X today, so I had to sit next to it. <laughs> like the name. And yeah. then we have Elena Yi back there. Somewhere. Yeah, I'm not even controlling the verticals and horizontals. That's actually to. Willis. I'm just stealing his chair, like the way that everyone's cat does yeah, when and, you're about to work. And Willis Lai controlling the vertical and horizontal today. Uh, yeah, producer and trainee. <laughs> yeah, he's he's on the the, the training wheels because I have uh, I I have access over here as well, uh, remotely controlling the verticals and horizontals. Oh, okay. So Wait, yeah, so we're here. Before we get started, because we've forgotten the last month, I swear. Yeah. We have some t-shirts to give away, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. We let's let's figure out how to give away the t-shirts. We totally forgot how to Look. do it again. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Kill some time. Yeah. Destroy the render bar, something like that. Yeah. Has, says some stuff on the back. It's a good shirt. Good shirt. We got to give it away. Good shirt. We got to give something away. Uh, we have to figure out how to do this. How yeah. are we doing this, Adam? Well, I don't know. We should have <laughs> talked about it beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> too late too late welcome to tuesday everybody also we're just coming in hot if you don't mind moving the cursor off brad's beard it's uh oh, distracting sorry. me no it's fine uh you gotta you gotta mouse <laughs> shake in your it beard. off brad shake it off <laughs> well, we're just yeah. all the behind the scenes yeah, stuff coming out to today it's all because of yeah. me no it's all because of the xbox and uh, well nope actually it's all because i'm so bummed about geforce now you know? Yeah, so yeah, what's up with uh, that? so G GeForce Now, which I think we are all extremely like impressed with, that feel like they had you know given uh, Stadia a black eye and look like they were really set to become the de facto streaming service. Suffered a couple big setbacks, right? Yeah, the so... end is it the end, Brad? <laughs> no, they actually they had a big couple of big setbacks. Yes, but. To start off with the good news, like you know, like a manager would, hey, this is good, but. Uh, <laughs> Also, it's only been available for, in public beta, out of beta for two weeks. They've already crossed a million users. So wow. that's actually a really hot start, especially compared to Google Stadia. So how many so people are on all Stadia? Well, yeah, Stadia's never a- come out with like official numbers, I don't think, right? No, but you can look at like the Destiny player base and stuff like that for Stadia, and it's always like eight thousand people or something. Yeah, which like, like ev- everybody who's on Stadia right now has Destiny, so you you can guarantee like that's the one. So there's probably 8, most people playing. People who have Stadia right now. Well, no, there's no, no, more there's, than that. There's more than who that. Yeah, who might have be it? Ten thousand. He's just talking about like you can see who's live online right now. At oh, any I moment. see. Got it. So, got it. Yeah, could be maybe fifteen thousand. <laughs> who knows? But. There's a million people on GeForce now. Uh, we loved it. We had Leif on here a couple weeks ago. We were talking about how great it is. We love it. It's to, to, In my opinion, it's win for everybody. It's win for NVIDIA. It's win for people who want to play games when they're away from their gaming PC or have a Mac like Leif. That sucks. Uh, and it, it wins for publishers because you know it opens up new audiences. People on Macs can buy games, play them. Because GeForce Now, you bring your own games to the service. Uh, but a big couple big bummers happened over the past two weeks. Yeah, a couple uh, publishers first, didn't think it was good for them. They didn't think yeah. it was a win. <laughs> yeah, which is really, it's it's surprising considering the timing. So the news is, you know, a week or two ago, uh, I think it was a week ago, Activision Blizzard 
pulled its games out of GeForce Now about a week after it launched. So that's a big bummer. Uh, that's Call of Duty. That's Hearthstone. That's World of Warcraft. That's Diablo. You know, big, Overwatch. big games. Yeah, Overwatch. Uh, funnily enough, Leif was actually doing a video about how awesome it is to be playing Overwatch on a Mac. Uh, <laughs> and he got that news that they pulled it while he was yeah. doing it. Yeah, so we, we, we were shooting the video. Good video. Go watch it on uh, Macworld's uh, YouTube channel. We were literally in the middle of it, and then Roman was like, hey, did you see this? And then we were like, no, we got to change the script. I, 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 yeah. did it, did it, I didn't watch the video, but was he playing in the middle? I'm like, oh, and it just ended. Oh, it, it wouldn't <laughs> no. Out. no, actually, no, you could still, even though they said it was effective immediately, it's, it still was on his screen for at least a couple hours. So I, I don't know when like it actually got like yeah. taken off. Hmm. Yeah, um, it took a few hours after the announcement. Oh, okay, yeah. So what, uh, what's the other bad but, news? So the other bad news is this Friday evening, Bethesda also pulled its games out. So, Except Doom, for one. Fallout, Elder Scrolls series like Skyrim and Oblivion, Morrowind, Dishonored, Wolfenstein, those all got pulled from the service as well, with the exception of Wolfenstein Youngblood, a.k.a. the Wolfenstein that's kind of bad. Uh, but it does have real-time ray tracing, and so I guess they works on now, and that game is going to continue to be available on GeForce now, and available if you're paying for a Founders subscription to play with real-time ray tracing, but all those other big games are going to be gone. So in the last two weeks, Activision, Blizzard, and Bethesda pulled out, which is a major bummer, because those are those are huge, huge games, especially if you're into single-player games. Those are... Well, and yeah, you got to think, like, uh, uh, Skyrim... I mean, that's a huge game. Call of Duty, yep. huge. Like, you know, like some of these big publishers, like, taking their... And, you know, I mean, and it was already missing things like Rockstar, you know, like Red Dead Redemption yeah. 2, like, the, so... Square Enix, EA, they were... But those guys all pulled out before the launch. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's, it's, it's just like, so it's, there's already a ton of, like, glaring gaps, and then to, to have this weird... Be like, hey, we're launched. Oh, now now we're taking these things away, even though... You do own those games, you just can't play it on their servers. So what's and that's uh, that's the bummer for me because uh really if you think about what GeForce Now is, it's not like Netflix. It's not like Hulu. Like you're not paying your five dollars a month subscription and buying into a bunch of games and playing as much as you want. You're already buying these games, you're owning them. Playing on GeForce Now is basically just playing the games you already own on another PC. It just happens to be a PC in NVIDIA's servers being streamed to you. So it's a real bummer to see all these publishers bring it, pull their games out of there. It just, what I don't was, like it. What was the rationale that the, the, the publishers gave? Uh, they have not publicly given any rationale. What's so? The, yeah, what's and, the and Nvidia, Nvidia has said that there's been misunderstandings around the uh, the licensing, you know, agreements. So, I from what from what I've heard, other people conjecture, and we don't know, uh, is that is that they. The, they almost see it as a way like they the, I, I almost feel like they wish they could double dip and like charge people like like stadia yeah. uh but that yep. doesn't make any sense because it's like no you know uh, nvidia is not getting a cut of of you buying that game so nope. you're getting a hundred percent of or whatever you know of of that sale why why would you want nvidia to give you money as well on top of it or to buy it through nvidia store like it, it's it's a weird uh, yeah, I'm not. You quite have sure. to own the game to play it on the. Yes, service. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But and but you're launching it from their. I mean, you're either launching it from Steam or Epic Game Store, or you know, like you're already launching it through their launchers. Right, you're playing a virtual version. Yeah, so you know, yeah. it, it it almost. 
it just doesn't make sense. I, you know, I know there's been, I've heard a lot of back chatter Reed. about people getting upset of, or about publishers getting upset about like, um, there's certain EULAs, uh, that, that restrict like streaming games. Like I know Overwatch, uh, has been one of those things, uh, where like they've been in the EULA, it says you can't actually like stream the game from a service. So some people are thinking like, oh, maybe they're violating EULAs or something. And it's like, well, then rewrite that. Come on. Like, that's that's, <laughs> that's super lame. Uh, that's more of the end user problem than NVIDIA problem. Yeah. But it matters to end users if Activision Blizzard's pulling their games. Uh, it's not all bad news, though, because in the middle of all this, NVIDIA did say, hey, we've got another. They still support over 300 games for the service that you can install and use. You can do single session installs. Uh, so basically install the game every time you play it but on nvidia service it's practically instantaneous and cloud save save your progress for another thousand and they said they are onboarding they have another 1500 titles in their queue right now and they're going to be getting cyberpunk 2077 on day one so it hasn't all been bad news but yeah those are but so i read a story of course who knows you know on the internet anymore if it's true or not but the the conjecture was that Basically, publishers like, we want a cut of this. Yeah. If you streaming our, our game, if you're not going to pay us for it, you can't run it. NVIDIA said, we're not going to do that. We're just... This well, NVIDIA's is, not charging you. They're not taking a cut from people. They're just paying you to rent their... Not for the game, hardware. but you're... Yeah. Oh, so you're... I see. You're saying they're, they're, their argument would be they're paying to rent the hardware from... Well, I, to or, me, and the way that I view it is, like I said, you're just playing a game you already own on, a P, on another PC. It just happens to be... NVIDIA's PC. It's like signing into your Warcraft account at your buddy's house, but your buddy's a massive corporation in the cloud. Well, I wonder actually if that would uh, <laughs> still break a, a, a EULA, you know, like a, who knows, a, a, yeah. da, was it Derriere Spider? Spider butt? Uh, is, is saying an, uh, Did you just add a word to that? I don't d- Drearier? Oh, it's Drearier. Okay, not Derriere. Sorry. Uh, it says, uh, NVIDIA Insider claimed issue is GeForce Now loading an instance of a game data on their servers, publishers claiming they need new license to do this. I mean, we don't know, you know, if that's true or not, but yeah, it's just like, what, you know, like, it's just a weird wonky agreement thing that I think just needs to get ironed out. And Well, is it, is it really a misunderstanding or is it, if you're a publisher and, you know, you can read the tea leaves one way and everybody used to buy DVDs and Blu-rays and go rent movies at Blockbusters. Ain't nobody doing that anymore. If they're sort of ceding that right to one company, are, are, do they potentially lose you know, uh, revenue down the stream when nobody's really... Oh, but they're still getting the sale. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, like NVIDIA isn't taking any of that sale away from them. NVIDIA's just saying, hey, do you want to you know, rent the, the box to play it on? So... Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, it, it feels a little bit more on the, the greedy a, end. <clears throat> yeah, Jim Sterling actually did a very good video on it. He covers video games on YouTube. He actually did a video that looks at it from both angles. He's critical of both uh, the publishers for doing this because he chalks it up to greed, which, you know. Well, greed knows. is a strong word. Who knows? Yeah, it is a strong word. Uh, but it also doesn't look good for NVIDIA because, you know, this service just launched two weeks ago and it's losing all these big games uh, that puts a damper on its value proposition as well. So at this point, I mean, if you have certain games that you love to play, it makes a lot of sense before you spring money on that Founders subscription. To They have a free tier as well. Try the free tier so you can get into the service and just make sure that the games you play are actually on it. I mean, yeah, that, that's still, I mean, it's still leagues better 
where it is than, than Stadia is right now. Well, yeah, so, I mean, you know, yeah, like that's, that's, that's not even comparing. And yeah, I mean, yeah. the service is still solid. I, I've actually been using it, uh, at home on my, uh, um, Razer phone too with the, the, uh, the, the little attachments. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Uh, and yeah, you know, I'm just sitting there on, on my couch on my phone and streaming some games and, yeah, it's fun. No, I, you know, I even did the Brad thing. I was visiting another city with my son, and oh my god, he was like, "This is after a vacation, so he had not played video games in five days." <laughs> oh, oh, so he was desperate. He was basically watching his friend stream <laughs> his game to his phone. I said, "I oh, want you try playing Overwatch on you know little tiny, you know uh, HP uh, Spectre, the uh, Dragon Book, and uh, Dragonfly." And so we actually fired up. And played GeForce Now. He played uh, Destiny Two on the hotel Wi-Fi on uh, an UltraBook, and it wasn't too bad. Although when I that's came important. back from dinner, he wasn't playing. So that's Im- important, actually, that you mentioned Destiny Two because people tie Destiny Two into Activision because Activision owned Bungie for so long. But it's actually Bungie split out on its own, so it is still available on GeForce Now. Yeah, separate. it's on Steam. I, but so here, let me ask you this, and I don't necessarily believe one one way or the other. But I mean, we are sort of an uncharted territory. If I buy a CD and I'm listening to it, and then I'm in my car later, I turn on the radio. It's this thing called FM radio. I don't know if people in there, you have in your cars, and I'm listening to the same song. That. <laughs> radio station they got to pay ASCAP fees they got to pay somebody just to play that song oh definitely yeah now that's an accepted business model and they're if they didn't pay those ASCAP fees they would sue the hell out of them right uh, yeah it actually goes beyond that, that what the uh, venues people don't know those venues where bands go through they have to pay those fees as well because the bands are literally playing those songs in their venues but I already <laughs> own the CD why why do they have to pay for it just to beat uh, well, Devil's Avocado here. But. Uh, mm, it's a tough a one, question. right? It's complicated. Yeah. yeah, it is very complicated. Yeah, I mean, and especially in software like this, like, do you really own Destiny? No. You know, if you don't have a disc, even if you have the disc, no. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I would say CDs are a little different, you know, because the physical media, somebody can't take it away from you. But Destiny 2, you know, they just can't let you on their server. I mean, you know what's really kind of unfortunate is I actually think NVIDIA's what they're doing is like, look, we can't pay you this much money and then pay every single person because then it wouldn't be five bucks a month. It'd be like something mm-hmm. ridiculous, you know, like yeah. 30 bucks a month and then you'd kill everything. So what's the yeah. point, right? Um, I think they're sort of taking the right thing. It's like, we're, we can't pay this. It's just because the business model does not support it. We got to pay for all the hardware, all the streaming. We've developed this for three years and you're going to kill it by wanting an extra fee. So it's just not, it just doesn't make it feasible. But and I do wonder, it's not like, and it's not like Spotify or whatever. Like Spotify pays to play its music too, but that's all again music that you don't have. What you're doing is using your software license and games that you already own on this. So it's a real bummer to me. Well, you know, what's interesting is if you have Google Music, then I don't know if they have that anymore. You can upload your songs, for now. and then you can listen to the songs you own for free, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but, but here's you- my thing. That I, it feels like this is something that should be settled in the courts. Because I would like to know, like, look, I paid $55 for this stupid game. I think I should be able to play it no matter how. I, if it's running on my friend's computer and I'm streaming it, I think that's legally bound. Is that something NVIDIA should settle? I mean, do you think that's even possible? Uh, Go to court with publishers? <laughs> NVIDIA's in a that weird spot because it has to work real close with all these publishers. 
uh, you know, to make PC ports of games. They're always, you know, getting GeForce splash screens and stuff before games boot up. I don't think they're going to play super duper hardball with any of these publishers over this. Even if users wanted to go to court and say, hey, you know, I'm going to fight for my right to play World of Warcraft on NVIDIA's GeForce Now service, which would be real weird. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But if it did, uh, I don't know that NVIDIA would necessarily activate it, even if the courts say, yeah, you can activate it. Because they don't want to piss off Activision Blizzard and Bethesda and stuff. They want to have good relationships with these companies. So, Is it something that um, an individual, some individual should say, you're hurting me, uh, XX publisher, I bought this game, I paid you good money for it, you know, my computer got eaten by my dog, and I could play this on whatever POS machine, but I can't because you're limiting my access to it because you're of this. Is it something an individual could to bring court to settle? I would just I'm like probably going to try. <laughs> it would just be I nice to in, have it in settled. My, in my Activision Blizzard coverage, because I covered both of, when both of these happened, uh, to me, if you're affected by it, I think you should reach in it like is legitimately making it so you can't play these games that you're hoping to play on this for some reason. You should reach directly out to the companies and let them know, hey, man, it might just seem like a, a little thing to you like, oh, they're not paying us money. We're just going to not support that. But if it's affecting you and you already bought this game, you're a paying customer. Reach out to them and let them know, look, I bought your game. I want to play your game. I was using that to play your game and now I can't. And I've already bought and owned the game. I mean, the, the best thing people can do is reach out and let publishers know, I think, that there's demand for it. Yeah, so write a letter. <laughs> yeah, in the email or angry tweet or whatever. I mean, in the meantime, it's still they still have a free tier, and it still works well. I mean, you're not really hampered that much by doing the free tier, so, you know, like it's... I, I, think, it, I think it'll grow. I think it's still in NVIDIA's interest to get people on board the service so they can yep. come out and be like, a million people are using it. Hey, 10 million people are using it. Bethesda, you should put your games back on. There's obviously people there who would probably buy your games, you know, like, I, yeah. All right, let me. I'm going to pretend. I was, I was go ahead. actually when I went to this Bethesda thing, I was just going through and play, listing out some of the games that you can still play on the service. So, like all of Valve and CD Projekt's games are on there. You can play Half Life and Witcher. Cyberpunk's going to be coming out. It still supports the biggest games that most people want to play. I mean, you can still go play Fortnite, Dota 2, League of Legends, Destiny 2, Counter Strike, World of Tanks, Warframe, Path of Exile, Rocket League, PlayerUnknown's Battleground. Uh, games like Temtem and Wilson that just came out, Plague Tale Innocence, like Stadia would kill to have that lineup. Yeah, and you can play most of those for free. <laughs> still, even after all this on GeForce Now, so there, there still is a lot of value there. I think. Yeah, so it's not like it's it's over because I I know yeah. you know two is a is a huge trend to the internet. So you know everybody mm-hmm. can see everybody pulling everything, and then nothing's left there. But well, you're not seeing that. Speaking of value. I would say one of the best values that are, is going to hit uh, sometime soon is uh, is the Xbox One Series X. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, an 8K PC for what, like $300? It's going to be awesome. Mm, 300 you say? Oh, yeah, like consoles are just so much cheaper than, uh, than, uh, than PCs, right? Um. I yeah. Go ahead, finish your thought. <laughs> the Xbox One X actually Hayden reviewed that for us, who covers most of our PC games, and he's like, "This is like if you need to maximize your bang for the buck, the Xbox One X, which came out at five hundred bucks a couple years ago, was way better value than you could have got out of a gaming PC at the time." Sort of. Uh, sort I mean, of. We, yeah, yeah. We, we tried Not to really. we tried to build one. Hey, if you also want a, a Blu-ray player, a 4K Blu-ray player. Well, did it end up? I'm just saying. You also have to 
the the discount on gaming for a PC is yeah. is I'm just gonna, yeah, is I'm, the value. And let's not forget that you do your TurboTax Photoshop and Office Suite mm-hmm. on the PC. Well, let's not let's double not forget we have an Xbox Series X right here. Just kidding, we don't. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, but Not something that looks like it, uh, and yeah, no, there there was a um, uh, I, I, the people over at Microsoft put out uh, some some I wouldn't say high level. It, it gets in a little bit into the weeds in the specs, but more than we've known. Is it official? Uh, mm, I mean, really. no, it, it came. It's an official source. Yeah. This isn't a leak. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely Phil Spencer. The they had a had an Xbox did a post. So yeah, well, why don't we go? Why don't we go over some of the specs? I, I know the big number is tel- twelve teraflops. Well, let's yes. see. Uh, let's, go, let's do go over that. Okay, go ahead, Gordon. Uh, holiday twenty twenty for the release. It's a custom eight core uh, AMD Zen two based uh, processor. Uh, twelve teraflops of performance. Uh, up to six. Up to interesting. Up to sixteen gigs of GDDR six. A custom NVMe SSD ray tracing, yes. Max Res, and I'm going to give a shout out to Tom's guide for compiling this. Max Res is AK, unless we did too. I don't know. Oh uh, uh, yeah, oh, we did. Sorry, it didn't. <laughs> wow. It didn't tune up. Maximum frame rate, 120 frames ooh, per second. Wow, that's 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 awesome. To me, that up to is super interesting because you don't hear that very often in console specs. Uh, VRR, quick zoom for suspending multiple games and dynamic latency input. So there's a bunch of crap in there that's good for if you're into consoles. If you're not into consoles, or if you're only into the Switch like me, uh, I actually took all that information, did a post yesterday, if you want to go check it out on PCWorld.com, what the specs tell us, what we can expect from the next-gen Radeon graphics cards. Because a little tidbit buried in that post that Phil Spencer put up, they confirmed that they will be using AMD's next-gen RDNA 2 architecture, which is the follow-up to Navi. And uh, which is in the RX 5700 and all them out right now. And Lisa Sue has confirmed that RDNA 2 graphics cards are going to be coming out this year with ray tracing. So I took some of that information, just broke it down. Just some hints that we could see. Uh, There's a lot of big words in Phil Spencer's post. But actually, there wasn't actually a whole lot of new information in the post. Like, we already knew it was going to have DirectX ray tracing. Uh, We didn't know that... It was going to have variable rate shading, uh, which is actually super cool technology, and I'm glad to see AMD supporting it. NVIDIA introduced it with GeForce with the Turing GPUs, uh, the GTX 20, RTX 20 series. Ice Lake and it basically Got to give a yeah, shout out to Because after NVIDIA rolled it out, uh, Microsoft enshrined it in DirectX 12 itself. So basically it's parts of the screen that don't need full fidelity. Uh, will render at lower fidelity, so rapidly moving parts and stuff like that. Uh, basically giving you a performance boost with little to no image quality loss, which is probably how they're going to potentially maybe... They keep saying 8K capable piece uh, console. I don't know about all that. Yeah, a little upscale to 8K. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, honestly, the, the 8K, I think, is more tied to the HDMI 2.1, really. It's like, hey, yeah. the, the spec, if we wanted to, the spec could hit 8K. Are we going to use well, it? And... When when companies say stuff like that on consoles, I think they're also wrapping in the fact that they are media centers as well. So, you know, if you put an 8K Blu-ray, I don't even think that exists right now, but the follow-up to that or whatever, uh, it'll output just fine at 8K. It does to have me, an optical drive, though, right, this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's this uh, little yeah. slot. Uh, it's right under the little... I've actually received a lot of questions about it on Twitter, 
and actually some questions from people here in staff as well uh, about that 12 teraflop number because that's actually the big news from that post hey it's going to hit 12 teraflops which sounds amazingly awesome uh and it's more than the ps5 ps5 is only 11.8 teraflops seriously (laughs) it's it's something like that yeah (laughs) It's uh, it's like eight or nine times faster than the original Xbox One, though. So it is going to be a huge step up. Uh, but the thing is that people don't realize, and part of the reason that I think we only talk about this when consoles come up, because ta- consoles talk about teraflops a lot, is that not all teraflops are created equally. So just to put this into some context, uh, AMD's most powerful Navi chip right now is the Radeon RX 5700 XT. And that's just shy of 10 teraflops. So the Xbox Series X is theoretically going to have more graphical raw compute firepower than the 5700 XT. I've seen people talking about online that this thing's going to have 2080 super levels of performance. Because if you look at the 2080 super specs, uh, it has like 11.8 teraflops of compute power. But the important thing to keep in mind is that not all teraflops are the same when it comes to actual gaming performance. Because if you look at it, the RX 5700 XT is a little bit slower than the 2070 Super in real life. Not tremendously slower, but, you know, just a little bit slower. And it's like 9.8 teraflops. It's 10 teraflops, whereas the 2070 Super is like 9. So... The 2070 Super has less raw compute teraflops than the 5700 XT, but it's actually faster in games. So you can't look at this and say, this thing's going to be as fast as a 2080 Super for $600 or whatever, like people are saying right now, because it's not an apple to orange comparison. It's an interesting number, and you get your mind thinking, but there's a lot more that goes into it. Well, but uh, probably at worst, it'll perform on par with the 5700 XT. I would think I would expect to be beyond that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to break in real Round quick. That. Please. Because uh, did I switch it? I switched it. Yay. Yes. I finally did it, everybody. Verticals and horizontals. Okay. So, first off, just want to acknowledge, shout out Nick Neasy. Uh, thanks for the super chat. Nick Neasy. And uh, also, uh, Keop901, $5. Thank you. Uh, and they're saying, uh, uh, let's see, 12 teraflops RDNA 2.0 on console. How much AMD, how much will AMD GPUs cost in that price range? Like, $700 better not be that much or I will be livid so <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to address this because like this is kind of the general uh, consensus in chat right now where people are saying like oh it's going to outperform a 5700 XT like what are we supposed to expect and I, I'll just bring it all back to what 2017 when they announced the Xbox One X and it looked like that the uh the discrete GPU and the APU package was more powerful than the RX 580 at the time, which was impressive on paper. But as we all know, consoles, as you know, Brad was just saying, consoles are not an apples to apples comparison with PC. So the kind of performance you're going to get is completely different just because the developers have to work so much uh, more differently with console hardware. They're, they're used, they're closer to the metal. Things are they're just different. And as other people in the chat pointed out, we are very likely to see new PC hardware by the time these consoles actually hit in the fall. So the landscape that people are trying to compare now is not going to be the landscape that we're going to see in November. Someone was asking me that on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like, so if this if this has the same teraflops as a 2080 Super, does that mean 2080 Super be 500 bucks this fall? 
it's like one you know it's not apples to apples two by then nvidia is probably going to have new stuff out so yeah so well, and, and amd right i mean uh, you yeah. know we we get that question all the time of people asking like, hey, when, when are they going to make a when is AMD going to make a twenty eighty Ti killer? You know, when's when are they going to fight Nvidia at the high end? And I mean, this they at, at so, least right? yeah points to hey, wow, okay, they they have stuff lined up. Uh, it's just weird that we're getting that info through you know console uh, information, but obviously they can't. Hey, uh, I, I think a lot of the work, the custom work that AMD does. For everybody, but especially for consoles, it's a large amount of revenue for them. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of things that we see in RDNA 2 was created for consoles and, like, being brought over to PCs, basically. I'm not surprised to see, like, they're going to sell so many of these Xboxes and PlayStations as opposed to discrete graphics cards. The part that's interesting for me is that the, like, the Xbox runs an APU, basically, so CPU and GPU on the same chip, and that chip is going to have more teraflops than their current high-end discrete graphics card. And that's just wild to me. <laughs> well, current, but I mean, you know, by yeah. the time we're talking about holiday of 2020, it's another six months away, maybe delayed a little bit because of all the world issues. But I mean, the world, if we have Big Navi come out and we have, you know, Ampere come out, then the world will be like, what? That's only 12 teraflops? You know, it's just... <laughs> well, but also think about the jump from those Jaguar cores and the Xbox oh, One yeah. X to the, <laughs> this the is, Xbox Series X. I, this mean, that's... Is a, I mean, it's going to be a really big step up for the Xbox. <laughs> those Jaguar cores are like... <laughs> yeah. Just between Ryzen, that like, because these chips are going to use Ryzen, between moving from Jaguar freaking cores to Ryzen and then putting an SSD in these things, it's going to be so much better for everybody. Because uh, now... De- developers can target this as the lowest common denominator, not the eight-year-old Jaguar cores and the Xbox One. So that's just going to be good for us as PC gamers, too. All right. I'm breaking in for real now. As, breaking in. As everyone just saw on this stream, I'm still learning how to do this thing behind the scenes. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, so we had another super chat from uh, Kevin uh, Baginski. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, $10. Thank you very much for that, sir. Uh, I'm. It's uh, The question is posed at me, but I'm actually going to toss it to Brad because you're much more well-versed in this. <laughs> and uh, he said, uh, something that Elaine just said, if developers work closer to the metal, does that mean they can squeeze more performance out of a GPU if that same GPU were, were used in a PC? I mean, I would say yes, but I think you can uh, more eloquently it, explain this. Yes, they can... As the consoles go on, there's a reason that you see the games get better looking. Like God of War, the one that just came out, never could have came out when the PlayStation first came out. Uh, Because not only do they they have, whereas PCs, you got to support all these different configurations of hardware and stuff. Uh, With a console, you get one set of specs and you can devote all your resources to just squeezing as much as possible out of that one solid, discrete set of specs. Like, you're like, okay, so we have these Jaguar cores. We gotta optimize around these Jaguar cores because they suck, and try to get as much as possible out of them. And it does take them time. That's the reason God of War comes out now and is looking beautiful. We didn't see anything like that when the PlayStation launched. Uh, so yeah, 
Does that explain it? I mean, it, except for okay. I, I would say one wrinkle that it's going to introduce is the the problem of you know uh, another cyberpunk related news that came out saying, hey, uh, if you buy it, you know, once uh, you get it on the Xbox Series X, and also if you want to play it on the Xbox One X, I love you go. it. Yeah, which oh, is awesome. It's it's the way to do it. Really, but yeah, which means that okay, does that mean future development is so a lot of these games are going to be able to be played on both, which happens in a lot of console generations, but I think more than more than in the past we'll have games that will straddle both lines and be able to be played on both the old hardware and the new hardware my worry is that that when they go into the into development that you know they're still going to try to shoot for that lowest common denominator because there's more people who have even no matter how many they sell this holiday season there's still way more that have the old console so are they going to continue to target that for a while you know and and even though you got this nice new hardware it's not going to push it that far you know, I, I don't know. That is it's, pretty typical, I, though, right? Well, mm, uh, yes, but not as much. Like, usually, mm-hmm. it, a lot of console generations, sometimes they would literally just make two versions. Like, target the higher-end one and then make a dumbed, stripped-down one mm-hmm. uh, to release on previous generations. You know, just to say, hey, because the install base is there, we should do that. But they still targeted the, the higher-end one. This one, I, I don't think it's as cut as dry, cut and dry. I'm yeah. a little more worried, Yeah. Well, there's just only two, right? There's two versions. Well, no, there's the Xbox One, the original, or the Xbox One S, the Xbox One X, Xbox One Those, Series X. I, I, I agree. I think there's going to be a little bit more overlap than there typically is because of that. There's going to have to come a point in time, and I think we're going to see it sooner than we expect, but it won't necessarily become like the, it won't become the default sooner than we expect. Uh, where if you want to make these next-gen games look as good as possible, if you want to have the next Battlefront or whatever, you're going to have to target the Ryzen hardware. And like Those Jaguar cores from 2012 are going to be holding people back. Yeah. Uh, they already are. And I think that, yes, we are going to... It is a totally different... It's weird. It's like a PC now. It really is like a PC with all the backwards compatibility. Buy one to play on any of them. But... I think those consoles are going to get cut loose. It's going to take a couple of years, well, but the older ones are going to get well, cut loose. Actually, yeah, I think what actually, happens is yeah. that the, they, they'll stick around. You'll still be able to use your Xbox One S, but if you want to play the best resolution possible, you just do Project X Cloud. You just stream the higher-end version. By that or, point. Yeah, or whatever it, it's called <laughs> in the future. Uh, so you could just stream the better... You could stream the Xbox Series X version on your Xbox One S. Yep. So I'm going to break in here because... Um, uh, you were saying you were worried, Adam. You were kind of concerned. But actually, coming from a console background, I actually think it's very exciting that Microsoft is treating this more like the PC. Because it was, yes, it, it was bad before, where like the transition between Xbox 360 and Xbox One, they said, we're going to keep supporting you. You know, you've loved this console for so many years. We're going to keep making games that, you know, have a version that will work for yours. And that lasted for maybe about six months to a year. And then it just kind of got pushed right off of cliff and i get it it was a very old console but the transition did not come nearly as cleanly as they had promised and i think it's good that they're kind of looking backwards at this to make it possible for people who can't afford to upgrade to the you know the latest and greatest to still be able to play games even if they're you know a bit more nerfed than you would get with better hardware um 
Well, I've got the mic. I'm also going to do more shout outs. Mike. We are getting more super chats. Thanks, everybody. Nick Neasy again, five bucks. Thank uh, you, Nick. Commenting that, you know, if they, if Microsoft can squeeze 4K 30 out of what's basically a custom 480, they should be able to get high refresh 4K relatively easy. Also, great point here. Uh, talking about price, he says, also, no way the consoles, consoles launch at over $600. And I honestly think that in the console discussions that we're having, really the specs matter less than the price because that's really what's going to make or break the adaption or sorry, adoption of it. Well, and that's why I think they also get a, a longer tail on the old consoles too is because they're not going to drastically drop the price of the older consoles. They'll just slot this one at a higher option. Yeah, $600 um, is way too much for most console players to... Well, I, I don't know. I, I'm Especially with, you know, how the There's... the market impacts are right now and stuff. I, 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 I At first I was like, you know what, $500, that's what they're going for. But a lot of people are, are speculating on the prices of making these actual boxes. Uh, yeah, six. I don't know. I I think six. Not under six. I well, they I mean, actually. Hayden did a good piece on it. I actually read a good piece from uh, Kyle Orland over at Ars Technica, who dissected the historical all the console pricing data. And when you adjust for inflation, uh, six hundred bucks for an Xbox Series X, Series X, or PlayStation Five would fit right in with historical pricing. It just won't. It's just a huge mental barrier going over five hundred dollars. But if you look at that inflation, it fits in with what consoles have traditionally charged. And for what you're getting, it's actually de-inflationary in some ways because they're basically recycling PC hardware. They don't have to pay for all that R and D. You're getting just so much more out of this this next whatever it is. Still the yeah. same Blu-ray spec. It's not like we're jumping to a new uh, physical format spec. Yeah, that, you know, I mean, be, the SSDs are probably definitely eating up a lot of that cost. But I'd, I'd be interested to see if whatever uh, Blu-ray they put in there is future upgradable to whatever the 8K spec is going to be. I don't know if there's a, but maybe that just drives the price up too high. I mean, that's kind of what really hurt the original PlayStation, right? The Blu-ray player. Yeah, well, but it also helped them in the long run, too. Yeah, yeah, they kind of... So I have this question, because I don't really follow it too closely. Are they doing the same kind of weird thing? Because for RAM, it's just sixteen up to 16 gigs of GDDR6. Because they did in the prior for gen, the right? System. They, right, yeah. the entire system just uses GDDR, and there's no there's yep. no main memory kind of bifurcation. That it, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but that's 100% what it's going to be. So uh, here And here's my other comment, because, I mean, is it is it going to be really disappointing? Because I know that people are talking about, wow, this is a really, you know, decent comparison, for, you know, good value f- compared to PC gaming. Uh, but are we just, are consoles just boring as hell now? Because, I mean, you go to, they're going to the same vendor. Sony and Microsoft are going to the same vendor. A, a classic Gordon question. No, no, but no, Very no. Here's my, here's my question. Though. They go there, the they say, is boring. here, we got to hit this. We need to be able to get these parts and sell it at this price. What can you give me? Do you really think either Sony or Microsoft are going to get any kind of like, oh, well, we'll give you way more than we're going to give Sony. You know, it's going to be like, this is what you can afford. This is what you're going to buy. So these consoles are basically going to be within exactly what they were before, within 5% of each other. And then, Oh, between the two, uh, PS5 and Xbox Yeah, I mean, X. it'll just be sort of like, and then all the shouting on the internet and forums will be like, what are you even arguing about? These are basically... It'll be services and game exclusivity, like Macs. usual. It's like, you get one that runs Xbox OS, yeah. the other one that runs PlayStation OS. But the, yeah. the, the hardware difference hasn't been that much of a sticking point 
uh, since like PS2 days. No, I mean, so then who so. even cares? Why are we talking about the hardware? Does well, it even matter? It's about the. It's about the. Well, so no, because we're talking about it about the compared software. to the PC. Why but in the console space? You know, the PS5 versus Xbox Series X. I mean, there's some people being like, "Oh my gosh, it's point two more teraflops." Awfully yeah. hot about that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, really, it boils down to services. What you get, uh, you know, from a, a subscription service like uh, PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold or whatever, and then also the 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 streaming stuff that's a part of it because sony hasn't really talked about you know furthering their plans but microsoft is coming out with the x cloud stuff uh but then also exclusives right microsoft has a lot of exclusives sony has a lot of exclusives if 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 you go one way or the other you know that's that's where you yeah but i mean why even again why even have a hardware discussion because these are the most the last few generations of consoles have been the most boring on earth okay gordon i I have I have a I have an analogy for you and I think this works. Why do we discuss MacBooks on this show? Why do we discuss They're so boring. Because we, it's the same thing every time. It's so boring. I mean, they're because using x86 parts. We make parts. fun of them. They're, we do that. They're using x86 parts now. They they, they have, are. And you they, know really they, good. They've used, Macs they're have using been the PCs same hardware. For a long but we time. still debate this. We still discuss it. We still slam their butterfly uh, keyboard switches. MOS. Yeah, There's these is, minor differences that we're debating, and we still do it on the show. I don't think it's that different for people who are super into do, console. Every time we do, we say, like, oh, my God, this is just like some whatever, some piece of hardware they pay extra for that is usually, by the time it comes out, inferior to whatever is available on PC, laptops, desktop, right? <laughs> And it's like, do we need to, I could, like, that's basically the next 35 Apple and console discussions. Now I think, well, now that we've got that out of the way, cool. I'm just saying this. Like, no, no. Why, why don't we admit it? the show's canceled for the Maybe next the, uh, 35 weeks? We don't talk about console and Mac except once in a while because there's so much exciting stuff happening on the PC. But what I'm saying is, why? Why but the PC why, is under why? attack? It's just insane. It is. I'm going to read a tweet. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought you just said consoles are boring. How can they be boring if they're under attack? Because they're no, still attacking the us. Attack. Oh, this yes, is yes. from joining unrelated dots. Oh, it's yeah. Ex- this, this is this just this discussion. Tweet. This one it's tweet you found. No, no, no. But they, they actually clued me in on this. It's like, hey, at Gordon Ung, Brad Charkas, Charkas uh, Scott Wasson, which he's at yeah. MD, Jared Walden. He's like, uh, ba 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 That and rumored keyboard support will convert... PC gamers, although I don't know why he said at PC gamer, to Xbox gamers. <laughs> well, maybe somebody so at PC gamer is going to switch over to console. He's exactly, <laughs> he's, he's saying exactly what's well, been done before. I, 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 you don't believe me? And then you, I swear to God, in seven months, you'll be sitting here going like, yeah, okay, now I understand why you're so sensitive about everybody else saying, well, this is a killed PC. <laughs> I tell you what, uh, I think it's... Just to kind of get back on a serious track for a second, I think it's super cool (laughs) that it's great that both the PlayStation and the Xbox have standardized around x86 PC chips Yeah, because the whole thing that makes it so you can play the games that you bought on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on the PlayStation 5 and Series X is the fact that they are standardized around x86 chips now rather than jumping from vendor to vendor to vendor. Uh, I really love what Microsoft is doing these days for Xbox, for gaming in general. Their philosophy seems to be, hey, man, we want to give you games and you can play them wherever you want. If you want to play on an Xbox One, that's cool. If you want to play on your gaming PC, that's cool. Series X, if you don't want to deal with all the gaming PC hassle, 
get a Series X, just spend your 600 bucks or whatever it's going to be. You're good to go. That's the way to do it. Streaming it, Xbox Cloud. I love that. And that's only possible because they did embrace x86 processors. So we're getting all hot and bothered over consoles versus PC. But I think it's great that they embrace that part of the PC. Because I think that works out. And I would add on to what Brad said. Uh, is that uh, because it's more standardized, it's enabling things like crossplay, which I think is exciting when you can't afford to buy all the platforms. Yeah. Crossplay is great. It's the only way I've been able to play. I've just never been able to play Call of Duty with my local friends and family because I'm a PC gamer and they're not. Uh, this one I could. That's great. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying I don't want to hear any of this talk about how Xbox, PS5 are better than PC. I just don't want to hear I it. I don't think anyone. I don't want to yeah. go through that whole stupid cycle all over again. Oh, wait, wait, Willis, what? They're better? Oh, Willis just said it. Yeah, <laughs> Willis just said it. He said the consoles are better than PC. Let's just, let's just not. I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry, but and I, I just, I just think it's boring that. Sony and Microsoft are so the hardware is so similar. It is really boring. I mean, it just feels like it, it needs like some kind of injection of difference, you know, because it's so boring. You know what isn't boring? Ooh, before before we transition, oh. <laughs> if, if you are interested in the PC side of things, do go check out my article I wrote yesterday. What the new Xbox Series X specs mean about AMD's next gen Radeon cards? Because there are cool things that PC enthusiasts, in particular and specifically can get from these xbox specs so definitely go check that out oh you know i one last word on this this topic too because i just have to say it (laughs) it's so boring i was talking with somebody from amd and i was talking smack about whatever the the you know the bobcat cores which are basically jaguars is just Mm -hmm. horrible little you know adam like performance chips and it's like yeah you know i was not a fan (laughs) of them they were they were not great uh performers but um the person's like you know what all the smack you talk and all of us, because Brad was dissing on the Jaguar cords, that those CPUs were basically AMD's most profitable and best-selling CPUs ever. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's because they could shovel those garbage chips in there. Like, garbage. In a console? Are you, are you saying consoles or what? <laughs> no. You were using consoles. Garbage and... chips. Uh, but you know what isn't garbage, but does kind of look like a garbage can? <laughs> oh, that's mean. I'm not saying in a bad way. I actually think it looks for. really nice. This looks really nice, but, you know, I mean, it's also the same size as Was anybody confused by the Xbox controller in front of it, though? I, wanted, I, 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 I don't know. I wasn't watching the... No, yeah. I didn't. Uh, no one commented on that. But what, one good thing about having this controller here is that you've seen the pictures of the Xbox Series X uh, with the controller in front of it. So you can kind of get a, a little bit of an idea of the scale of this uh, compared comparatively. So it, it's it's pretty close. Uh, but yeah, Gordon, what, what is this? What what are we looking at here? So we are looking at for audio listeners uh, NZXT's H1. Uh, it looks like sort of a I mean beautiful. Just it has the NZXT aesthetics. You know, just that the harsh the the square angles, the right angles, vented glass front. It's a tower about maybe maybe it's about fifteen inches tall or so. So yeah, yeah. It looks in a lot of ways like the Xbox One, whatever they call Series it. X. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Xbox X, X One X. Is can you call it that, or is that like that? Get sure, no, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but, we're we're going to be doing a teardown of this later, so look forward to that video. But I'll just give know, you a little sneak peek into the back. You know, it's essentially a, a column PC build mini ITX. 
in a lot of ways, nothing is really new. We've seen, you know, sort of these tower-based column PCs for 10, 12 years. It's been a, they've been around for quite a while. But NZXT's approach with the H1 is, is very different. Um, for one thing, it is designed to make it very easy to build into, I think, is, is one of the, the, the big pitches with it. And how they do that? So what, how they did that is they include... The, uh, the CLC, I still call them CLC. So the all-in-one cooler, and they include the power supply, uh, SFXL in there. 650-watt gold power supply. A, um, I don't know if they actually say which cooler it is, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a single rad cooler, single fan cooler. It's already pre-installed, so you don't have to deal with one of the worst things about building in super compact cases like this is the cable routing. You don't have to, like, i got to run wires here. Oh, my power supply's got all these cables, and they're really long, so now I've got a bunch and knot them up and jam them in some more. It makes the side bulge out. It's pre-wired exactly for this case. So That's you, great. Yeah, and it really it kind of makes a lot of sense because... I know people want to like, oh, well, I want to use my own CLC and I need this. I need titanium to whatever rating on my most people who are going to build in a small tower case like this for the elegant look. They just want to slap the motherboard in there and fire it up and go. And this kind of plays to that because you can put a put a mini ITX motherboard in here. You can put in a, a, a full size GPU and, you know, Plug the things in and fire it up, and you're ready to go. And when you mean full That's, size, you mean full size. Like it, it definitely fits. Uh, yeah, I think their their stock build GPU. is a 9900K. So you know, not not a not a really quiet, not not a really low efficiency CPU, and a uh, 20, 2080 Super or twenty seventy Super. Right? Maybe twenty seventy Super is what they're using. So you can get a, plenty of GPU and you get plenty of, of CPU in here. It has uh, two SATA slots for if you still use an old school, uh, you know, 2.5 inch drive bays. And of course, whatever M.2s you're going to put on the motherboard. But so here's the thing, though. It's 350 bucks. And I think people are going to go like, my God, that's a lot so of money expensive. for small forward. But they're saying like, look, this is a 650 watt, you know, gold PSU. Um, we're also giving you the the um, it's a pre wired with the riser card for the PCIe, so yep. you yep. don't have to deal with like oh get the right one, get a good one, blah blah blah. And you've got the cooler. They're saying about two hundred fifty dollars in value between all those parts. So it's about you could look at it sort of a hundred dollars for the case. Brad's face. <laughs> what? No. Well, I I, I'm sure they will be glad to charge you two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, it. <laughs> it does seem expensive. I was pricing out a SFX gold. Uh, uh, SFXL and it was like one thirty ish, you know. So oh, it's it? like, yeah, the SFX Gold six fifties are not super cheap. So you yeah, know. and I mean it, it's it's pre. I mean the 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 glory of it, like you said, is the is the the speed and the ease of use, right? So I mean, yeah, like like all PC, right? If you want to do it yourself, cool, then great. Yeah. But if you also just want to, you know, have something nice and elegant and slot right in. Uh, then cool, you have that option too. Uh, you know the PC is great because there's options. Uh, I will mention real quick that uh, if you want to see us building this, uh, we're going to do it tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. going to be timed. Y- yeah, uh, so n- not only are we building in this, uh, we're also doing our first speed build because so we want to see how just how fast we can build in this and compare that to how fast we build in just a normal vanilla PC. So uh, yeah, c- come. Uh, we're going to have our stopwatches uh, ready in hand. You'll see the the YouTube link uh, pop up soon too uh to to sign up for the reminder but yeah tomorrow at 10 a.m we're gonna see how just how fast gordon can build in this and, but a, regular and a normal pc so a regular well. pc with a clc 
against yep. this. And it's going to be 10 a.m. Pacific. 10 a.m. Pacific. So tune Sorry. in then. Yep. So tune what I, in. What I actually want to talk about, though, is would people accept that? Does that make them? Because I know people like to get their own power supply, get their own cooler. Does that make I, sense? I actually, 350 bucks when you look at it at first, is like, oof. But actually, I mean, for what you're getting, that seems reasonable to me because I didn't know about this. I hadn't read the press release or anything. Until we just started talking about it, I pulled it up. And when I saw that sitting there on the table, I'm like, ooh, a small form factor PC with a glass panel? That's a bold strategy. You don't see that very often because wiring those things is an utter nightmare. Yeah. Like I have a Silverstone Sugo. I have a tiny in-wind case. I forget the name of it. And they are always a mess. They suck. There's no way you could put a glass panel on that. So that's something you don't see very often. To get all those parts with it. I don't think they're necessarily going to sell bucket loads of them, but that seems reasonable to me. That seems like if you're looking for that, that fits the bill. I mean, NZXT has a good a good record of you know building things mm-hmm. that, that people like, uh, you know, aesthetically pleasing, and and yeah, I mean, the, like I said, I'm I'm actually really excited to do the the teardown uh, later because I mean we 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 did take the the pieces off a little bit uh, when we got it in yesterday and, and kind of looked at it and and yeah, there's a there's a lot to to kind of <laughs> to, I, uh, to get through here. I'm looking at uh, NDXT put out a press release with renders of the inside. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see how the build actually goes because that's a unconventional setup in there. I'm really really yeah. curious about this. And it is and it. It's hard to stress how much of a pain in the butt it is to build in these tower cases with a yeah. rack. I can't even imagine. Everything's pre-wired. Everything's sort of thought thought out. And um, I saw this. They had this. They showed this off under embargo at Computex. It's a little delayed, but it finally got here. Computex or CES? Computex. Oh, really? Wow. So not. Okay. I mean, I pre, yeah. That's we're talking last summer. And one of the things that was impressive was watching the demo. You know, so you have a motherboard with all the parts in it. You put it in the, it was like, it was like, obviously the person had done it 180 times so they could put the motherboard, GPU, screw together. It was like done in five minutes kind of a thing. It was insane. Obviously, I think a first person, you're, you're going to, unless you've seen a video, you'll be a little confused by it. It's for me, it's been about seven months, but it really is a very easy build because they sort of thought out oh, there's things that swing out and, and like and yeah and i'm curious to see because i've never built in a small form factor case even one i mean I, i've I've, yeah. I've watched elena build in one uh you know or live <laughs> they're not build. fun uh yeah I, I remember we we forgot to plug something in or we had they take yeah and then we literally had to take everything out do that and then put everything back in again uh so yeah Although I, and the, the it, thing that I think is pretty clever here is NZXT is like, hey, yeah, you know, it's actually a pretty good deal, and you're getting parts from us. You know, you, you know us, you love us. You would have bought stuff from us anyway, <laughs> but it's really clever because it gets you to buy an NZXT cooler and an NZXT <laughs> power supply. You could, I could see other vendors going. You know, we also make power supplies and coolers. Why don't we just sell it to you as a bundle? You know, and and does that kind of go against the grain of what everybody wants with the DIY crowd? Do you think that could set a bad trend? No, no. I mean, I I honestly think that this is kind of smart on the part of NZXT in general, just because now they're kind of filling out that middle space between completely DIY and then their build stuff, right? So this is kind of in between where they've done most of it for you, most of the stuff that like is a pain in the butt part. But it still gives you the freedom to still say that, like, yes, I put my personal stamp on this. Yes, I got to choose my parts. Yes, I actually, well, this is too nice to bleed in. But, like, you put some sweat into this, you know? <laughs> I, it's I, like a nuts bigger brother. 
<laughs> yeah. I will say the 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 one thing uh the it, it doesn't have any RGB, so it's going to be a really slow machine, unfortunately. <laughs> uh and also, you know, you, you would especially with the the tempered side glass, I would have thought there would be at least be a little RGB. So you, you can still get some cuz it has tempered side glass. You can yeah, still get a yeah. mini ITX motherboard. I'm sure you could still light up internal yeah, yeah, of parts if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah. I, it's funny. I didn't I actually, re- Go ahead, Brad. I actually, looking at that thing, again, I haven't seen it before now. Uh, like, if that thing fits in a 9900K and a 2070 Super, like, can you imagine that? would be great it. to load that up, put it just on the edge of your desk. Don't need a big case. That sounds, I mean, that sounds uh, or under a TV. I mean, you know, if this is roughly what a, a Xbox Series X is going to be, then <laughs> I hope yeah. not. <laughs> you, so I just looked that up. I just looked that up. Yeah, the Xbox Series One <laughs> X Formula One Racing <laughs> is twelve inches tall, and this thing is three hundred five millimeters, which is twelve inches tall. So, actually, on the topic uh, of uh, the hell did on the topic of uh, consoles, since we're going back, we just got another super chat from Nick Neasy. Thank you again for that five bucks. Um, he says, "Gordon, if you're worried about building a PC uh, in that form factor, the oh. new Xbox Series X might be a good alternative." <laughs> actually, I was sorry. I was, re- I was reading the wrong spec. It was um, I read the GPU clearance. Oh, okay. There's yeah, actually, it's, it's 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 almost fifteen or a little over fifteen inches. And I think so. there's actually a box that all the components come in that fits in the slot for the GPU, so you can use that to size. So if you've got some big ass cooler, you can sort of know it ain't gonna fit. They they actually tell you the size. Three hundred five millimeter uh so twelve inch video card. Total box is one hundred and eighty seven, so fifteen inches. So it's about three inches taller than an Xbox One X, I guess, or series X. Series X, yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Interesting. You know, and it, it's it's also interesting for me personally, too, because, Gordon, you weren't here last week. Uh, but with the move, uh, I don't I don't have much room for a, a desk uh, in our new place. So, you know, I've, I've been testing out. I, I did get an eGPU. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people were messaging me about small form factor PCs, you know, to say, hey, you know, build a small form factor and just hook up a monitor to it. Uh, you know, and seeing this, like if, if I were to go that route, uh, this is not a bad this is not a bad way. No, I mean, no. If I, if I was looking at something that that just had an, an all-in-one kind of, you know, e- easy, put it in, have have power, and not have to worry about you know finagling too much, uh, I would definitely give this one a look. No, definitely. If you they don't usually lim- look that nice. No, it's a real nice looking box. And the XC really just has they've they've got the, the look nailed. But I mean, the footprint on this is just spectacular, right? For the amount of yeah, and all the all the cabling comes out of the bottom. I mean, so it'd, it'd be clean. I mean, it, there are I.O. ports up here, but I, I don't usually use front I.O. ports anyway. So. You know, I, it'd be interesting to see, um, uh, right, because Ghost Canyon is kind of beefy, kind of a little weird in a lot of ways. The, it's just an odd shape. I, I kind of think if you do if you did a Nook, whatever, the compute elements, but you did it in a vertical design build, it might actually make a lot more sense. Most of the ones were just sort of laid out on their side. So, mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah, for you for limited floor space, that's that's definitely a big big appeal. Would you do that over your EG? Because this, yeah, actually, EG that's about EGPU laptop, sized, right? It'll yeah. well, I mean, oh. it depends. I I got so I picked up uh, for those curious. I, I picked up the uh, um, it was Inwin and Asus. Asus, Asus teamed up with Inwin, uh, and the the EGPU I got. I, I don't remember the. It's like X. 
Ah, man, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, but it, it's actually only about the size of two GPUs because they took the PSU out of the actual eGPU and did a power brick instead. So it limits the power, but it, it goes up to like 350 watts or something. So I was like, ah, I'd rather take a power brick at the foot and then have the enclosure nice and thin. So, uh, And then I, I've been pairing it with this P1, which has a Quadro in it, which is like a perfect scenario. Uh, and so, you know, it's just a, a nice little thing that goes here. You know, the difference, I think, you know, that I've been talking about with people here is that if even if i did go this way i'd still have to have a you know a monitor uh you know and, and even if i used a steam controller to 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 do everything which i, I don't know if i would do that <laughs> you know you would still need some sort of surface for the you know for the the keyboard and mouse and the monitor and to set that up and tear that down every single time uh yeah that i wanted to do anything well, which you- is the difference of you know the laptop i mean i could be using on my lap then i'm like ah oh, you know what i want to play games all right i'm gonna go over here plug it in boom you know like it 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 just converts quick so so you're a convert on your gpu i mean not yet it's it's not perfect you know i'm i'm early days in the testing i, I really just started it yesterday but the uh yeah i mean I, so far i've dug it so far i'm like wow this is actually pretty cool to have the power you know on on this like con- completely convert this laptop uh, into a, a gaming machine but um you know if if it doesn't work out yeah i small form factor is probably the next way for for me to to look so it's nice because you can definitely get a lot more cpu power that you're, you're very limited in, in laptops and cpu power for the most part yeah yeah so we'll see uh but yeah w- yeah cool yeah cool we're gonna do an unboxing yep. build tomorrow yep. uh we should probably do some q a huh yeah let's uh, uh let's get started with q a i actually have one uh super chat from kevin Be- Bagenski again thanks for your 10 bucks man. thank you kevin it's very generous of you yeah. um for the q a he wants to know uh i've been wondering about power cleanliness is a sine wave ups recommended for plugging a pc into or would maybe the power supply plus motherboard be enough to clean the power yeah that's a good question yeah i i think the thing is it's better. I ran a sine wave UPS for a long time, and it was the fans on it were crazy. I finally tossed it when the battery went bad. But I, it probably would be better. But to be honest, ninety nine percent of the cheap hundred dollar UPS that everybody runs is is not pure sine wave. You know, they're modified sine wave. So the AC coming in looks like a stair step, and <laughs> for the most part, most computers don't have problems with it. Sine, pure sine wave would be better if it's getting cheaper. I would I would expect to be better, but no. On the other side of the DC, it's it's probably fine, right? Because the power supply probably cleans it all up. But yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, as long as you got a, a good power supply, right? I mean, like invest in a good power supply, and I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah, I mean, most people have been running modified sine wave UPSs for you know a couple decades now. So, and, and honestly, I don't. I I mean, my my UPS is more for the my NAS than than my machine. Well, I don't have a machine anymore, but yeah. So you know, it's. That's what I always use one for. Yeah, and also I would think that for the most part, even if you're running modified sine wave and the other side in DC, you know, the vast majority of people are not running things overclocked to where you're like, oh my God, I'm out two-tenths of a volt and it crashes. It's not, that's not what most people are doing. So yeah, I, I mean, hey, Steve probably needs one, right? You yeah, know, yeah. All this overclocking <laughs> yes. stuff, I'm sure he he needs, you know, <laughs> good clean if, power. If you are going to do that, though, look around because we have been seeing actually some good deals on pure sine wave UPSs, believe it or not, which is a weird thing to say, but just a couple weeks ago, uh, B&H was selling... Uh, Cyberpower Pure Sun Wave UPS for just 130 bucks. 
So if you're going to be overclocking and doing funky things like that, I mean, spending the extra 30 bucks might be worth it. But in general, if you're not pushing it super hard, I agree with everything you're saying. Nice. All right. Um, got another super chat uh, from Chad Allen. $20. Thank you so $20. much, $20. That's big yeah. money. Um, American money. I, yeah, you know, we actually we did Australia. see your question, uh, I think, in Discord and also that you had emailed us. And I think he really, really wants to know the, uh, the answer to this. Uh, he asks, I really loved Adam and Gordon's review of Alienware's Area 51M. I and now I want to buy one of my own. Do you expect a refresh soon? If so, what changes do you expect? Like 4K OLED, 2080 Super intel 10th gen comet lake uh so actually I, sorry I, I i started responding to your email but and i did forward it to everybody i think too yeah, you did mm-hmm. i didn't respond i have no foresight into an updated version of the area 51 m it kind of goes against the idea though for a refresh from alienware you would think that you would be able to put a cpu in there the next generation Comet Lake S, but you're not because it looks like the Comet Lake S is going to be in a new socket. So, and this, which is the worry it is, it's, it's been the classic problem with the Holy grail of upgradable laptops is they change sockets. They change power. They change thermals. Your upgradability is no longer useful at all. Um, There's a, there's a competing laptop vendor that actually offered an upgradable PC, the, they couldn't do it because the graphics vendor changed the power specs and they ended up landing in court because somebody says, I bought this because you said it could be upgradable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to guess Alienware's lawyers have said, Dell have said, like, well, it's upgradable because if you bought a 9700K, you could put a 9900K. And if you bought a 2060, you can put a 2080. So don't sue us. Or it KS. is upgradable. So, yeah, you probably I, – I think they would try it again, although I think the success of the Era 51, it's always been very, very high aspirational, super expensive. They probably didn't move a lot of them. I could imagine that, you know what? Hell, the why don't we put a, a 3950X in this, <laughs> this laptop? <laughs> that might be kind of cool, right? If they did an AMD version of it, a next-gen graphics from either NVIDIA or AMD. I, I can imagine it happening. I have no idea because a lot of that is... They wanted to try something crazy to get the attention. They got the attention. Did they make enough money to really do a second gen? I don't know. Also, where do you where do you buy? Like, uh, have you kept up with uh, like what swappable GPUs have they've introduced? Yeah, they did finally introduce a. Because I don't, I don't even know where to get that. Where would you even? Yeah. So what happened is they came out with it with you know twenty sixty twenty seventy twenty eighty, and then of course people were like, well, where are the upgrades? It's like, uh, dude or do debt don't buy a 2060 and then buy a 2080 it doesn't make any sense you're you're losing money just by the 2080 version so the question is will you get next generation amd or nvidia graphics i think cpu side area 51m owners are probably out of luck but i do think for graphics i think there's a good chance you'll see something either from amd or from from nvidia for graphics and frankly for a gaming laptop that's that's all you need anyway, right? Right. I mean, yeah, the 900K is still not a slouch. It's not like yeah. you're going to be like, oh, it's so boring. <laughs> right. But no, I have no insight as to whether it was so successful they're going to do another one. I would imagine they would. You know, Frank Azor is at AMD now. He, Frank has kind of come up with some crazy ideas and pushed through some of the crazy things you've seen at Alienware at, at Dell. So I don't know if those things will still happen, but I, I hope so. Yeah. Okay. 
next question. I'm just kind of picking them at random here. Um, Andy Bear says uh, from Discord says, "What is the best external SSD to buy for a game console, Xbox One X specifically, two terabytes or more? Good cost and speed is uh, what they're looking for." Um, I guess I can take this one. I would say, honestly, when it comes to SSDs uh, with a console, you are going to be limited by the fact that you're going over USB because it's an external drive. So you don't really need to spend a lot of money for an insanely fast one. And unless you're going to be doing a lot of large file transfers, you should be fine with just getting, you know, a standard, affordable, uh, you know, slightly lower end uh, mainstream brand. You know, you don't have to go with like your Samsung, you know, 860 Evos or are there 870 Evos now, right? Or ProDrive. Yeah, you don't need to do that. So, you know, Crucial, what, MX 500s, are those the most current ones? I'm a little out of date. Uh, the SK uh, Hynex Gold, I think, also would be fine. Basically, whatever's two terabytes and is a SATA drive and you can put into an enclosure should work just fine. Yeah, that's my guess. I 100% agree. If you want to just buy, don't want to bother with the enclosure and stuff, we actually just today updated our list of the best external drives, so you can go check that out. Nice. Yeah, it's USB, USB 3.1, Gen 2, whatever, is it, I think? I don't know. They What do they say? So, like, probably 10 gigs it's, a second? A, Xbox One X is USB 3. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, USB th- 3. Not 3.2? No, no, it's 3. So it's just 5? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buy what's cheapest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we also got 10, 10 Polish yeah, I'm coins. Yeah, sa- I'm saving that one, but I can, okay, I can no. give it a shot. All yeah, right, no, so we, we, uh, we have a super chat. This one's a little, like, not a super serious question, but I will give it my best shot. Um, they gave us the money because they specifically said they want to see how well we could pronounce <laughs> their name. Which I butcher it every week. So I'm going to give it a shot, and Do Adam, it. if you want to try it too for just, you know, c- uh, continuity, um, I would say it as uh, Lienzla Soya. Which I'm kind of borrowing a little bit from my German because I don't know anything that's close enough to I think which looks like Polish. Polish, yeah. Yeah, or maybe Hungarian. Uh, you want to give it a shot, Adam? How uh, would Mr. Garvey <laughs> say it? We we in Svisla Soja. For those who don't know, Adam actually he gets hired at all high school graduations. A A Ron. A A Ron. Yeah. Well, you try it. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, Wenslaw. I always say Wenslaw uh, Soja. Yeah, I think that's. All right. Well, who's the closest? I want to know. Yeah, we have to wait for them to report back. It's probably going to just say, you no, know. they probably tuned out. They're like, this is, this <laughs> this is BS. Too painful. Yeah. <laughs> too painful. Not going to work. Well, thank you for the, the Polish coins anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, We've got Discord up too, right? We do have yeah. Discord. Uh, I would just, you know, uh, ask that question about the SATA drives from Discord. Oh, cool. Uh, Going back to, let's see, YouTube comments, Dennis Siberian, friend of the show, hey, uh, wants to know, what does Gordon think about rumors of Apple launching ARM-powered laptops in the next 18 months? Apparently, it is based on TSMC 5 nanometer process. Uh, you know, it's the same as, as always. I'm, you know, Apple, I, I can tell you without a doubt, they have ARM-based Macs at Apple HQ. 
that's that's given they did the same thing when they they switched to x86 i i will they actually do it i don't know i think they're in a really tough spot because they're sort of stuck with ios where it is and mac they're they kind of wish Macs would kind of go away in a way um i don't know i i think they might do it maybe a macbook air Possibly, I think the experience will probably be about as fun as buying ARM-based Windows. I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I don't know what Mac people are like these days, but I'm going to guess they're like PC people. It's like, oh, yeah, where's that? You know, I ran this zip utility from 2004. Where's, let me just, oh, it doesn't, it runs like hell on this. It just, legacy, both of this, these real platforms, these full-service OS, they're, you have to respect legacy. It's the reason why people buy them still. If they're going to go ahead and take everybody and throw them overboard, they've done it before. They have done it before, but you know what? It's they've done it like five times before. How many times are you going to like when they tell you to pick up the wagon and go? You know, travel and you know have half the population die off to get there. I, I don't know if they're going to do this time. I think they'll just go like, you know, why don't I just buy an iPad? Which might be from Apple's point of view what they want to do, but I think Mac is one of those things they don't know what to do with. There's so many dumb things they don't do. Like, why do you have touch in Mac OS, right? It's just, it doesn't, why not do that? It just, I, I, what do I think if, and I've said, I've said before, and I will stick with that. I think if Apple really tries to convert Mac, all Mac users over to ARM, it'll be the end of the Macintosh, which would be the saddest thing in the world, if you think about it. Because that's one of those huge legacies of personal computing that I think will, that it won't, they won't survive it this time. It won't happen. You can Apple will. Max wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mac. No, I'm not. Yeah, Apple yeah. will be here till the end of time. I mean, the sun will burn out and the Earth will turn to a husk, and Apple will still be in a in a gold-plated glass bunker made out of you know diamond hundred dollar bills. It just they have enough money to do that. But no, it just you won't. You won't. It'll be and, the and end. I think when Apple did it before, uh, Macs were nowhere near the size that they are now. And now, I think people who are buying Macs these days, there is a lot more, a lot bigger base than there were before and the people who are buying Macs, a lot of them are creative professionals who need the tools that they have to work as well as possible and if they switch to arm there's going to be way too many headaches i think it'd be a mess i'm still not convinced it's going to happen yeah so but i still think i i know they're doing it and they have it there and they probably just keep floating these trial balloons to see what people think but no they're not going to i don't think they'll do it i just don't think i don't think they should i don't think they will Okay. Who knows? All right. Uh, I got one from YouTube for you, Brad. I figured you would know okay. best on this one. Uh, Ashen One wants to know, what's the best way to package and ship a graphics card, in this case specifically the RTX 2070, when selling on eBay? My sister got rid of my nephew's RTX box that I told him to keep for upgrading purposes. Shaking my head. <laughs> so if you still have the anti-static wrap, that the bag that it came in, put it in there obviously uh i like to put them in boxes surround them with just you know bubble wrap or whatever foam penis works too just the standard stuff uh i like to do it so there's a little bit of give like you can shake it and know that there's something in there moving just slightly but not too much you don't want there to be excessive amount of shake uh because they are sensitive parts and so if it's in there like rock solid and it gets thrown off the truck and dropped and it gets, you know, hits the ground super hard. You don't want it to be like purely compressed in there and then things messed up. So just make sure there's a little bit of shake. Package it smart like you would anything else. You know, good to go. I've shipped a bunch, never had an issue. 
Uh, only with one of them. Remember, there's one that happened recently where the I.O. plate on the end got a little bit bent, but that's the only issue that we ever had that I shipped out to y'all. So and that bent right back into place. It's not. Don't overly worry about it. All right. Cool. Um, we have another super chat. I'll get to that in just a second. I want to ask this before Gordon gets riled up. What? Uh, we have a question from Twitch. Uh, scuba, scuba Steve Speaks. Ooh, tongue twister. Uh, where do you all see Microsoft in the future of VR gaming? I think they will continue to run Windows. And <laughs> Oculus and Vive and everything. Valve Index will run on Windows. I, I, VR gaming is super cool. It hasn't taken off the way that some analysts were hoping that it would. Uh, and they've pulled back from it on Xbox. They've pulled out and said, like, yeah, you know, VR gaming's not a target for us. That's not, like, good good for Sony for doing the PlayStation VR, but we're not looking to do that with the Xbox. Uh, and on Windows, the mixed reality headsets were kind of meh. Uh, so I think, you know, they can just keep building these new capabilities into DirectX and just keep going plugging on windows like they do just be the backbone of everything that's uh, basically the extent of it as i see microsoft doing it now i think you want to look more towards valve and stuff like that for leadership in the technology in yeah, gaming i think windows mixed reality could you know yeah yeah in gaming in gaming Probably. specifically it's different in hololens or enterprise applications yeah and the, for most most of the mixed reality vendors pivoted to commercial and apparently they've yeah. had actually very successful you know, they sell decent amount of hardware for commercial use. I'm sure, yeah. Not for consumers. But yeah, I'm sure it's, they'll continue to develop stuff, and maybe when the market matures, they'll they'll step in. Yeah, not in the near future. It really stinks the timing of the coronavirus. Obviously, it stinks. That's a bad thing, just flat out across the board. But the timing of it's really bad for VR gaming, because I think Half-Life Alex coming out is going to be a huge, like, if VR is going to happen, this is going to be the point probably where it's going to happen. Killer and app. over the holidays, it looked like, you know, VR headsets were selling out as quickly as people could make them. And Valve has already came out and said, we're going to have way fewer index headsets than we thought when yeah. Alex comes out because of this. So, Yeah, we bad. were in line to buy one. We have not been able to get one. So, Wow. Yeah. Unfortunate. All right, so on to that super chat. <laughs> um, Humberto would like to know, Gordon, how does it feel to be a PC peasant now that the Xbox Series X Master Race has arrived? No. Yeah, see, that's, I mean, that's... <laughs> Thank you for your $5, sir. You, you have to, no, I'm going to say as an actual expert mm. troll, you, gotta, you, gotta, <laughs> you have to figure out the, the jujitsu of that one. See, like, so when you make... A statement like that, and I know you're just trying to do that to try to get me riled up, but I won't because (laughs) on the face of it, it's simply ridiculous, right? Now, the thing to say would be like, whoa, that hybrid SSD, they're going to, whatever they're going to put in the Xbox One Series SS1X is going to be so fast, you got nothing (laughs) like that on the PC. See, that gets PC people Which is true. You have to be able to be close enough to like have something for people to debate. Like, I could just simply dismiss that as like, are you kidding? Like, come on. The Xbox One XS and the PS whatever, when they come out, will be behind PC. I can guarantee you that. If they're not immediately behind PC, they will be really, really soon way back behind PC. And in about 24 months, 
console fans are going to be like, what's up with this? How come we don't have mm-hmm. all this cool, you know, blah, blah, blah that they got? It's it's just not, is it? Because it's a PC, for God's sake. <laughs> and it's boring. And they're and boring. boring. And we're still under attack. And we are still under attack because that's the crazy thing is people like some hot. Now, that's the worst. And now that's the thing that gets me riled up because when you when you already acknowledge that, frankly, PlayStation and Xbox, they wouldn't be here except they're using commodity PC gaming hardware. They wouldn't be here. They would be out of business. They would just say, forget it. It's not worth the R&D for this anyway. <laughs> So the basically the fact that they're they're just like they're leveraging commodity PC hardware to basically come out to be slower than whatever's on higher end PCs, and then to have analysts and people in forums say, "Well, it's in the PC. People are not going to buy gaming PCs now because the Xbox One Series X and the PlayStation Five are so much such better value. They're so much better." That's the insult. It's like. You're using our hardware, and then your users are now attacking us. Like, you know what? I'm sorry. That's just not that. That's what makes people angry. That's what is going to make me angry. That's what's going to make people. Angry. And you know what? You can say this. You know what's going to happen? I, look, how many times have I been right about crazy ass stuff like this in the past? You will start seeing people beat the drum of is PC gaming dead? Xbox, PS5 are here streaming. Gordon. Okay. See that was he got his five dollars there. Wait, yeah. Gordon. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what's happening? What would you press? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got played off like the Academy Awards. I just want to thank my main. Okay. Uh, so Gordon, oh, what's happening here? Okay, too many hands on the on the, on the live stream thing. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Gordon Humberto would like you to know that it worked. No, it didn't because I I self <laughs> I self ignited myself. See, I I needed because he you know I like you got to perform right. You got to like you got to get the. That made me think of something though. That it's totally off topic of what was happening. I really wish AMD would bring out badass APUs like they have in consoles to the PC. Like I know we have you know the thirty two hundred G and thirty four hundred G and they're pretty cool. I mean they're great for what they are. They're not just pretty cool, but I mean like these Xbox is going to have. Ryzen cores with integrated graphics that has more teraflops than a 5700 XT. I wish they would come out with like a $300 APU that you could buy that would have four eight cores with like Ryzen or Radeon RX 5500 XT graphics just built right in. So you just plop one chip in there. Yep. Good Uh, to go. Actually, Brad, someone in chat earlier had actually said the exact same thing you're saying now that they wish they actually could see these APUs available for purchase for PC builders. Does that make, I mean, the problem with that is that you're outside of standard. Yeah. I mean, you're, but yeah, besides the memory, but you're, I mean, the reason you can do it on, on the consoles is they're using GDDR6's main memory. It's it's a soldered down memory. If AMD tried to go, Hey, we're going to sell you this motherboard. It's a custom part. It's like an Intel nook. It's got, it's got BGA memory. It's soldered. It's tiny. People are like, that's cool. We're going to sell like 500 of them. Right. It's, it's kind of tough. I mean, whereas if you just did, why don't you just go out and get an A-Core Ryzen for $12 and to buy, like, you know, our 5,700, you know, it's just, it's tough. Yeah. I don't think the money's in it. I just don't, I mean, I yeah. understand, but it's just kind of like yeah. AMD doesn't have money like Intel to like, let's see if, if this is going to go anywhere. Okay. Uh, we got a couple more super chats. Uh, Nick Neasy would like Gordon to know that you are right. The console plebs are coming. Uh, moving right along. We have uh, another one from uh, Redith Graham. 
five dollars. Thank you. Uh, wants to know when will USB four USB four be on motherboards? Do you think there will be USB four add-in cards for older systems? Thunderbolt three is slowly being left out of motherboards. I'd probably figure you might see it as a discrete part in this year, next year. You know, there's a lot of things that aren't quite. There's just a lot of weirdness with the whole USB four Thunderbolt three Thunderbolt four thing. I haven't quite figured it out, but I, I think you probably will see USB four. You know, it's definitely a, a 2021 technology. Yeah, you know? and you definitely will see adding cards first. I think. Yeah, or like you that. know, you'll see it as a discrete part of motherboard. I know. Yeah. yeah, and you'll see it. Then you'll probably see it as well as a PCIe adding card, but it's. It's not really clear to me how the Thunderbolt 3 is going to figure into that. Most of those will be without the Thunderbolt 3 certification, I guess. So, I mean, I would think end of this year to to next year. And then Thunderbolt 3 being left off of motherboards. Yes, I've had lots of conversations with lots of people. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting there. You know, I haven't really come to a, a firm conclusion of what where that's going to go. But I, it would be better if it were kind of there. But I think sort of from motherboard vendors' point of view and from most people, it's like, you, what what the hell do you need a Thunderbolt 3 out of motherboard for? You've got by 16 PCIe you can plug into. Why why would you want to step down a, you know, a yeah, by 4 makes, PCIe? Makes and, a lot more sense. In a and lot. you don't need external. There's just so many things that don't make as much sense from a cost point of view on, on motherboards. And there was a hard push on Intel when it first came out. Now it's still pretty rare. You don't always see Thunderbolt 3 and even very expensive motherboards. Mm. Hmm. USB 4 is coming. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, do uh, one more question. I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, but before that, just wanted to say another shout out to uh, Kevin Bagensky. Thanks for your two bucks. Unfortunately, I'm not sure which thread you're replying to. Uh, you said something about waiting for something to come to Ultrabook, but I'm not sure which thread you're actually commenting on, unfortunately. Sorry. A lot of things coming at me at once. I'm not used to doing this job. Adam is way better at it than I am. <laughs> Uh, so final serious question and one comment. Uh, is Anthony Williams asking Quiznos or Subway? Yeah, Quiznos, definitely. Okay. Um, so on Subway. Discord, uh, Bonato wants to know, are monitors hitting the tipping point of maximum size to resolution scale? With 4K 32 inches going any higher in resolution or size, the screen itself is becoming too unwieldy to sit at a desk for. Does this mean that the only space of innovation left is color accuracy and speed? I mean, color accuracy for damn sure. Yeah, latency. <laughs> but there's also, you've got latency, you've got frame rate, you've got, you know, micro LED, you've got OLED sort of brightness. Still there, yeah. brightness, HDR. color accuracy, uh, interfaces themselves. Well, it's It'll never end. The question it'll is whether end. consumers are willing to pay for it. Are they going to use their Dell 24-inch monitor that their company threw away, right? I yeah. agree with the gist of the question. I I personally, I think... That's spot on. I think we we are reaching the limits of size bigger than thirty two inches, maybe thirty four, unless you're doing a wraparound screen. If you're doing one of the bigger ultra wide or curved screens, it's a little bit different. But I don't want a forty inch monitor on my desk. So until you have a forty inch monitor, on your desk. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh uh, yeah, I can't use this up. I think thirty eight's the biggest I used. Yeah, and it was. I was leaning back real hard. It was the same thing when I first started using curved ultra-wide monitors. At first, it's like, whoa. But I got used to it. I couldn't get used to a 38-inch monitor. That wasn't ultra-wide? Yeah, just oh, a normal wow. 38-inch monitor. Yeah. 
Really? By normal, I mean freaking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> normal aspect ratio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I could go for it. I mean, I run a 30, 16, 10 at home still. And it's a bummer because it's, I wish, I wish video card vendors weren't throwing DVI over the bus, uh, under the bus, overboard, you know, because it's going to, people have to throw away monitors just to support the new video cards. Oh, uh, there's adapters. Yeah, but you can't really push the high refer, even, the adapters are pretty wonky, and then I, I've i never found one that goes over 1440p, so yeah, they get really wacky. I kind of wish NVIDIA and AMD still did DVI. That said, I think, mm. I think what he's asking, or she is asking, the person is asking, I think it's great that they are having to focus so much more attention on this extra stuff. I think it's great that the overall quality of the monitors are growing up. I think we've had a lot of junk monitors that just pitched themselves solely on screen size for a long time. And now, you know, that's kind of evening out, you know, even a hundred dollar, 25 inch, 27 inch monitor. It's pretty decent screen quality. You can get that with IPS these days. Like Gordon said, micro LEDs and everything are coming out. I think it's great. I think that those features do raise the overall quality of life experience when using a monitor for me more than just adding sheer inches. So I'm all for it. It's like frame rates. Have we hit that frame rate limit? You mean? <laughs> let's let's save that discussion for another show. <laughs> Smooth thirty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so that does it for our questions. But I had one comment that I've been saving from YouTube chat that I wanted to share with you. So CC said earlier when we talked about tomorrow's uh, live build, the uh, speed build, they said, "Oh, two builds, six hour stream incoming." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that wraps it up, I think, for questions today. Why don't you take us out, Gordon? Hey, check back next week for your Fix-It PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Send questions and comments to thefullnerd at PCWorld.com. Every time you do, the PC will not be coming under attack from console <laughs> and uh, other analysts. And analysts. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Chargis. Adios, y'all. And I'm Patrick Murray. I've yet to watch Babylon 5. Eleni. What? Mm. Oh, Adam. Oh, I know Willis has already gotten on it. Are you Showing a B5 you up, fan? <laughs> Willis is B5 no, fan? No, he has to also get indoctrinated. Yeah. It's Are our, you a it's B5 a, fan? It's, it's our homework. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> See, I might like it, but I'm a huge DS9 fan. So those, as DS9 we know, awesome. that's like a but blood feud. That's no, like it's not a never. blood feud. That's an and, not an or. No, no that's a blood feud. Elena. That's an and, not an or. Brad will back me up on this one. No. I don't that's like Hatfields and McCoys. Nope. It's just not going to happen. Nope. Because they stole that from... Yeah, you look it up. <sighs> and, <Anyway>. Elena Yee. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. And uh, Will Sly will hit the off button for us, hopefully. Oh, no, I'll do it. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Oh. Bye, everyone. <laughs> 